Golfers, welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach. That's all I do. That's all I know. And uh, this podcast is dedicated to helping you with your golf learning curve. I want you to have tools, resources, best practices, all that jazz, all the stuff, all the hard lessons I get to learn every day teaching and pass them along to you. This podcast is sponsored by hard work, sponsored by having a plan and working your plan, doing the little things every day that add up to the big things over time, accepting that golf is challenging and that you will separate yourself by doing the little stuff that adds up to the big stuff. Anyway, welcome to 2023, y'all. I took the end of 2023 off, took the holidays off. It was a little bit impromptu, and uh, I got to the holiday season, had a lot of things run in different directions, and I went home, spent time with my family, and shut it down. It's a good thing to shut it down every once in a while. It can be difficult to do, especially if you want to make progress, but a little bit of time down will help you on the backside of that, and I am hungry, personally. I am really hungry to have a great year. Things that are exciting to me, I'm excited to continue to help my core group of golfers personally and kind of start to scale down how much I personally teach. I've taught a lot over the last 10 years and I really enjoy teaching. I want to keep my thumb on the bead, but really for me, it's just about helping the core group of golfers I get to spend time with and reaching more of the masses. I would like to to reach more of you all, you golfers out there that need help, that don't have access to a golf coach or good information. I know there's a lot of it going on and there's a lot of good information out there now, but I still feel that there's a gap in in really helping through the process. So that's what I'm gonna try to do. I'm gonna try to help more golfers. And in line with that, I want to launch my first digital product this year. I want to have it launched by March 31st. I will have my email list down below and I would love your help with either beta testing the product giving me your feedback, or signing up for it once I'm ready to launch it. You all will have access to the best possible pricing through this podcast, and I will keep you posted on when it's going to launch. But you can expect that by March 31st, and I will have my email list linked down below in the notes if you would like to be a part of that and just learn about what's coming. Anyway, it's exciting for me. It's a big year. I hope it's going to be a big year for you too. I want 2023 to be your best year ever, and I just wanted to kick it off with some best practices to ensure that it will be. Now, in the beginning, you hear me talk about hard work and give my little spiel about that. Hard work isn't going to get you over the hump. It will separate you from the crowd, but most of you put enough time into the game. I just, I'm asking you to, 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 to spend your time a little differently this year. I want you to play golf, but I want you to play golf and also balance that with practicing golf. You can practice golf on the golf course. You can practice golf in your living room. You can practice golf on the range. All are acceptable places to practice golf. But you need to visit this website, www.whatdoisuckat.com. And all that really means is you have to have a deep conversation with yourself about what are the things that are keeping you from getting to where you want to be. Is your short game bad? Is your putting bad? Are you a poor iron striker? Are you a poor driver of the ball? Chances are it's a little bit of a lot of things. 
And the low-hanging fruit for most people is learning to create better contact, learning to strike the ball first and then the ground next. That is a great first step. So here's kind of the general progression how I would take a person through the learning curve. Number one, we're gonna learn to move well. So that simply means turning like a golfer, turning back, not swaying, turning your shoulders about 90 degrees, keeping your head still. You can put your head up next to a door, door frame, something like that, and practice turning back. If your head is staying still, that means a couple of good things are happening. It means that you're not swaying and you're turning. Your centers of gravity are probably in the right spot and uh, life is pretty good. So we're gonna turn our shoulders back about 90 degrees. Then we're gonna shift our weight forward. Again, if you have your head next to something, your head's gonna stay still until we get to the impact. Once you're past impact, your head can release, stand up and move. Through this process, as we're turning back, shifting our weight and then shifting our weight towards the target, we're gonna keep our arms relatively straight. The best cue I have for keeping your arms straight is keeping your elbows together. If your elbows are together, your arms are straight. And at the top of your golf swing, we're gonna to try to create some width. We want our arms to be away from our chest, not closer to our chest. So we wanna keep our arms relatively straight and our elbows together. And then as we transition into the downswing, we're gonna shift hard and shift aggressively with our lower body, keeping our head next to that point of reference, if that's a door frame or whatever. And then you're gonna shift through to a balanced finish position. There's a lot of good resources. You can watch any professional golf swing or watch a handful of them and look for some similarities in a balanced finish position. But you're gonna see the right toe or the rear toe is gonna to be elevated off the ground. You're gonna see that player is balanced. You're gonna see they're standing up all the way. You're gonna see that they're gonna have a slight arch in their upper back. And what that is, is that's the counterweight to keep you balanced. Because your weight will be forward, your belly will be forward, having just a little bit of extension in your upper back will help keep you balanced. So number one, you wanna move well. Number two, you wanna create good contact. Good contact means two things. It means you're gonna hit it near the middle of the club face and you're gonna hit the ground in front of the golf ball. If you don't know where you're hitting it on the club face, go to your local Walgreens or pharmacy or whatever and buy some foot spray, Dr. Scholl's foot spray. Spray it on your seven iron and see where you're hitting your contact point on, the, on your club. You can wipe it off when you're done. You need to hit it near the middle of the club face. You also need to hit the ground in front of the golf ball. If you're outdoors, you can simply watch where your divot starts. If you're indoors, you can place a towel four to eight inches behind your golf ball and practice striking down on the back of that golf ball, creating centered contact. Hitting the ground in front of the ball is always two ingredients. It's number one, what is your wrist hinge doing? Your wrist hinge will influence where you hit the ground. So if you keep your wrist hinge longer, you will hit the ground more forward. If you dump your wrist hinge earlier or cast it, you will hit the ground more early. It's your wrist hinge and your weight shift. Remember, our weight shift comes from our lower body, not our upper body. We want to shift our weight with our lower body and use our legs. If we have more weight shift, we'll hit the ground more forward. If we have less weight shift, we'll hit the ground more backward. So use your wrists and your weight shift to help you hit the ground more in front of the ball. Those are major, major steps. Step three is learning to control the club face. This is a deep rabbit hole and you will spend your lifetime learning to control the club face better. But what you need to know is now you're moving well, now you're creating good contact, now you're gonna learn to manage your club face properly and keep it more square through the hitting area. Just practicing and watching your club face, keeping it square through the hitting area is a, is a nice way to do it. I really like a, a dozen golf balls on the ground or a small two by four and to practice pushing it back and forward with some kind of flat surface. 
that will give you some feelings for how to keep your club face square through the hitting area. This is a deep rabbit hole. I have multiple podcasts listed on what the club face should look like through the golf swing. And I also have some good references on my YouTube channel. I will have those linked down below. But just remember keeping your club face square is very, very important. And it's, it's something that we're gonna work on for our lifetime. So we're moving well. We're hitting the ground in front of the ball. Our club face is relatively square. And then we also wanna have a functional swing path. Very deep rabbit hole, but what you should know is your club should approach the golf ball from the inside of the golf ball, hit the golf ball, and then swing back to the inside. If you need a reference point, place a cardboard box just outside your club parallel to your target line. So in simple terms, place a cardboard box just outside your club and learn what it feels like to swing back to the inside and through to the inside and hit the golf ball on the center of the screws. This is all technique stuff. I really didn't want to get into the weeds too much on technique. I wanted to talk more about the mental process, the work, how to work, plan your work and work your plan to make sure you're going to make 2023 your best year ever. Also, I am an advocate of working with a great golf coach. If you can find one in your area and you have the resources to be able to budget for that. It does cost some money, but a great golf coach can be invaluable to your learning curve. And that's why most tour players will work with a golf coach because we're not able to watch and observe our own golf swings. If I was pursuing my best golf, I would totally be working with a golf coach and having someone as a trusted resource and peer to be able to bounce ideas off of and, and work towards playing my best golf. Now, finding a great golf coach can be difficult, but I would encourage you to work with one if you can. And this is kind of the need or the gap I'm trying to fill by starting to launch some digital products is I want you to have good resources. I want you to understand how you can work your way through this stuff and um, be able to just reach more people, help more people with golf. The wonderful game of golf that can be so frustrating, but also so lovable. The mental process, the how to plan your work, work your plan. You have to figure out a game plan for yourself. You have to figure out what are the things you're bad at. Is your technique bad? Is your contact bad? Is your curvature bad? Is your driving bad? We have to just have that full SWOT analysis. SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. It's like an old school marketing term that I had when I was in college. But all that SWOT really means is having uh, some reflection to look at your golf game, take a 5,000 foot view and really ask yourself, where are you struggling? If you can get on some type of indoor launch monitor, get some type of resources, some feedback, that will help you paint a picture as to, hey, I'm not very good with my wedges. I'm not very good with my irons. I'm not very good with my woods. You can see your dispersion patterns will get bigger or smaller, and you'll start to form some patterns after you've hit and gather some, inf some information, some intel. It becomes much more visible when you see your last 20 shots painted in front of you. So that's where having some of these launch monitor type stuff can be very valuable and helping you develop and learn from some of these patterns that are definitely going on in your golf swing. I hear most people say, I'm not consistent. That is not true. You are consistent with what you do. It just doesn't produce consistent results. That couldn't be more true words. If you only take one thing from this podcast, take that. You are consistent. It's just your results don't produce consistent results. So we gotta learn some new stuff. We gotta break some stuff down. We gotta build good technique. We gotta build our foundation. We gotta learn how to create good contact. We gotta learn how to manage our club face. We gotta have a productive swing path. And then the rabbit hole only goes deeper after that. Once you've built a golf swing, then you gotta learn to use that golf swing to, to maximize it, to get to know it, to really weasel your way down the rabbit hole of golf and golf instruction and golf learning. 
that but to me this is the thing that keeps me coming back to golf and has it's kept my attention for 35 years is that golf is you never win golf you never do so you get to experience this grand evolution of going through different phases of learning progressing and just making it what you want it to be ultimately you're the driver you drive that race car and um uh, hopefully I'm here to help you facilitate that drive. I can help you be your mechanic, but at the end of the day, you got to do your work. Anyway, you all, leave this thing a review. Share it with a friend that helps more than you know. Sign up for my email list. Let Send me an email if you'd like to beta test or be a part of the beta testing program. Send me an email if you have ideas or things you want to learn about on this podcast. I get a lot of my ideas from from you guys, and I'm appreciative for that because I don't know what you don't know. Hopefully, you're feeling motivated, inspired, Go get to work. Go get to work. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week. He's crazy. Man.